Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. It's a good show. You got time for a quick one? This is a Drinky Fun Time mini episode. Yes, time for a quick one. By the way, you have no idea how unquick that really was, uh, just getting to this point. Little inside joke. Took us a while. Uh, but this is uh, Drinky Fun Time mini episode. I'm Dan Dunn with me. The marvelous, lovely, and talented Emma Patterson. How Hello. are you, Emma? Hello. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you. Obviously, Dan, I see you a lot. But um, we are here just doing this quick mini because we're really excited. It's Oscar week, which when you live in Hollywood, it's a really big deal. It's, it's, it just takes over everything. It's like the Super Bowl of the movies. It's exactly that. Yeah. Do you know what the Super Bowl is? No. Okay. I, just, I know the yeah. word. I don't know yeah. what it means. It's a game. Sport. Forget it. Let's yeah. move on. So the reason we're doing this is because one of our fellow uh, our guests from last year, Guillermo del Toro, is actually nominated for an Academy Award himself, isn't he? Best director for The Shape of Water. He's uh, he won the Golden Globe on it. And uh, when, as Emma said, we had Guillermo on the show in the fall. When he was on before, he had, was just wrapping the movie. He was just wrapping post production on that. And little did we know at the time that he was going to go on to make such an amazing and beautiful movie. You've seen it. It was The amazing. Shape of Water. Just such he a He had movie. just completed the movie. We had just been to Mexico uh, to the Patron Hacienda, which is a, a, I know that obviously Guillermo is a big fan of that place, and they'd been collaborating on that absolutely stunning uh, 
double bottle of tequila, um, yeah. which if you go to our Instagram page at Drink Fun Time, you can see how beautiful the bottle was. But um, obviously we were interviewing him about the tequila, but little did we know how enormous this movie was going to be. And it's a beautiful movie. I've actually been told you shed a little tear. It got a little dusty. I got to say the day I watched that movie. It, it, it's, I, I say this and I'm not not because he was a guest on the show, but that was my favorite movie of last year. And, and I really do hope he wins the Oscar this weekend. And in honor of his big nomination, we want to play for you in this little mini episode, our interview with Guillermo del Toro. And here it is. Cheersing, we are cheersing. And why are we cheersing? Because we are in Los Angeles at the. It's so good. It's so good. We're at the launch uh, party for uh, Patron's new uh, Guillermo del Toro tequila. It's a collaboration, and we are with Guillermo del Toro. Yes, we are. Yes. And of course, our good friend, Francisco Alcarez from Patron, who hangs out with us all the time. Which is a big surprise for us because we were huge fans obviously of you too and we didn't know you were going to be here so yeah. we just saw him in Mexico I love him yeah it's fantastic <laughs> yeah. so Guillermo let's talk quickly first of all you, how, tell us a little bit about how this thing came to be this collaboration between you and Patron well over the years a lot of uh, big brands of liquor had approached us about designing stuff on Mirada or on my, on my, on my own uh, and I didn't want to because I have no links to whiskey or... I mean, I'm half Irish, quarter Irish. Oh, good But I, 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 I really felt when they came in with Patron, I felt, well, this is... I'm from Jalisco. Mm. This is a callback about my roots. And I can make something really special because what we said is, let's make a, a something that not only displays a nice design, but that memorializes tequila as a transcendental liquid in Mexican culture. So what we did is, uh, I had uh, a couple of meetings with uh, an ingeniero, and one of the first things that came out of that was this, tiempo, time, vida, time, life, mm -hmm. and maturity. And By the way, we're looking, at the, we're looking at this presentation yeah. right now, which is really, really impressive. It kind of looks like an altar. Yeah, it is okay. an altar. Yeah. So we started with, a, with, they said that one of the first things they said, reliquary, and I said, reliquaries are from Europe. That's not Mexican. I mean, there are some reliquaries in Mexico, but what we do is great altars. And what we do is great death, day of the dead altars to the people that came before us. So we said, let's commem commemorate the elements that make the tequila, the the generations that do it before us. Oh, there's a you know? draw. Yeah. And yeah. then what we did is we designed it. It comes in a beautiful bag in black and, black and gold, uh, black and silver, just one little skull, and then... Immediately you go to transcendence and uh, uh, you you go to the wings of the tequila like that will become saloon door. Yeah, yeah, it will it will become uh, from the earth and transcend through the process into something heavenly and beautiful. And then we said let's also have this displayed like an altar where you can put the two candles yeah. and basically honor the liquid as. A beautiful, yeah. symbolic thing. Yeah, it's such a shame. This is the one downside of podcasts because you guys can't see this. No, yeah, but it's beautiful. This We're going to post a picture of this though on on the social media. Yeah, so you Instagram, can check it out Facebook. There. It's there now. Actually. But this is not more than a box. It looks like a small closet for yeah. what is a fabulous, fabulous 
No, a skeleton doesn't do it justice. Now, what are we looking at? Is this a, an actual person in your mind? Yeah. Well, what I what I wanted was to commemorate the the things like water, uh, water, earth, uh, wind, and sun, and all that. And then in the center, we do something that for a Mexican it doesn't represent death. Mm. It represents generations to come and generations to go, okay. which is a skeletal figure. But we use the the, the famous silhouette of the Patron bottle. Yeah. So we put it upside down and created this bottle that becomes the rib cage of the skeleton. And this contains... And it's sort of a blue, what do you think? we describe it like a dark blue color? It's like a dark amber. Amber, color. yeah, okay. And, and, uh, I'm colorblind. And, and, but yeah, it looks uh, dark blue to me. And the, and the Ingeniero designed <laughs> a beautiful liquid, that he, an elixir really, that is one of the oldest, most añejo tequilas that Patron has ever put out. And we created then the, the first uh, orange liqueur that Patron has done for the head because I wanted the idea of the alchemy or the altar where you mix the liquids and yeah. you do a sacrament. Oh, yeah. And I I'm said, doing it right now. Let's, mix, let's mix the two. We do some of that. And something really, really special comes out of those two. And uh, El Ingeniero designed them. Let me ask you, when you, this, we talk about this specific tequila, and this is a, uh, a blend of five years old, right? Yeah, five, seven, five, and eight. Yeah. Age five, seven. When you when you are drinking tequila at home, Guillermo, do you do you enjoy añejo or reposado? Do you like a, a, a blanco I, I, tequila? I, I love añejo. You do. I love añejo, but I always dreamt of an orange orange liqueur tequila. Really, but, really. I love their liqueur line. You know, I'm like a like I I don't I, I love the the coffee one. I love the chocolate one. The the chili one. You know, when the so you tequila, like the flavors. Yeah, I like the flavors, and I thought. Orange is such a great thing to, to, to give, and, I, and, and, and the, the, the ingeniero said, well, let's try, you know, and, and this is the first time they do it. So, I've got to ask you, it was a bit of a gamble putting the bottle upside yes. down. Yes, it's been a pain in the butt. Oh, God. <laughs> well, if, it looks fabulous. It looks fabulous, but to try, that was the two things we had to do is, logistically, that was the biggest challenge of everything, because mm. we needed to create the bottle from scratch, and make it so that you can have it like that. It won't affect the flavor, A, and B, it can stay like that for years. Yeah. Yeah. And transport this thing through many states and so countries. someone's not like I just paid five hundred dollars and no. now my yeah, my, my bar is so broken and something like that. Tequila that came yeah. out. Yeah. That was uh, you know, we spent over three years on this project and the last year have been I got really, really angry a few times. Yeah. Oh. And I was no, we're gonna do it like this and I yelled a little <laughs> and I lost it a little because I wanted to keep the design. So we ended up negotiating between logistics and beauty, uh, but it was tough. Now, another tough thing might be that people won't actually drink it yeah. because it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How are you going to encourage them? Encourage them now. I can encourage them right now by saying, Ladies and gentlemen, it looks exactly the same empty as it looks ah, <laughs> as it looks full. Because it so, really just, is one of the most remarkable uh, bits of packaging I've ever seen. Yeah. And you're right. It, it, I don't know that I'd want to touch, touch it. it. You know, just put it there and leave it. But well, uh, I, I came from the collectible culture of uh, the geek culture. You know, and what I wanted was to create a collectible uh, edition that you really, really thought about. Do I take it out of the box or not? Yeah. So there is a little bit of fetish in all that, you know, the the beautiful silk in the back. Everything has been color designed to be sheer and dramatic. Like you go from black and silver to this explosion of life. Yeah. You know, everything has a motive. All the four sides of the box represent the process of the tequila. The jimadores taking out the, the, the agave plant. 
the, the, the boiling, the, the alchemical process of transformation, everything has a, we spend, there is this beautiful book oh that God, comes with the box. And this book... This thing's like Mission Impossible. There's so you, many things he keeps pulling yeah, out well, of it. Well, that yeah. tells you everything we did. See, like, so so we, inside the box, it is a, this is gorgeous. It's like a, it a, tells you album, everything we did. Like, an album of how you did it, your creative process, or your sketches. Yeah, Guy Davis was an amazing designer. I keep waiting for what, like an actor to hop out. Oh, yeah. Something from one of the movie. Michael Shannon in there? Yeah, Michael right. Shannon. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he does like his tequila. You do know? you, when you look at this now, it's full, it's finished, it's here, it's launched. Is there, do you, and I wonder if you do this with the movies as well. Now that it's done, do you go, oh, I, yeah, this, oh, I should have done this one oh, yeah. thing. I mean, is, sure. are you looking at this? Yeah. You're there, editing it already. There are comprom compromises we did for the packaging that I would like not to have made. <laughs> but, you know what? Final cut? You didn't get final cut I didn't on this get final, no, no, I did get final cut, but final... Uh, people think directing is about control. Directing is about the negotiation of compromise. You know? Because the, the better you are at, at making compromise something beautiful, the better you are at directing. Because look, it doesn't matter if you're Kubrick, Spielberg, whoever. The sun sets at the same time for you. So when you have a shot and you have 20 minutes, and you need to compromise, you compromise artistically and the shot becomes better. And that's what I think came out of this. But of course you have second thoughts. Yeah. Mm. Now I know you've got, I've got to ask, you've got two daughters, I think. Yeah. This to me looks like a great doll's house. <laughs> <laughs> Are they, have they been tempted to, they turned one of these into a doll's house? I, I, it, it's I think my two, kids, for dolls. my two kids won't go near this liquor oh. yet. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, we uh, we got a whole bunch of people standing here waiting yeah. to talk to, to Guillermo del Toro. Why? I don't know. I guess maybe they see him with us. I don't um, know. It's all, but yeah, we've been at a party. We are, kind of, we are at a party. Guillermo, thank you thank so you. much for joining Salud. us. Francisco. Salud. Salud. It's like we're hanging out together all the time now. Cheers. Salud. Thank you. Salud. Oh, he is honestly just the loveliest, loveliest, warmest gentleman I think I've ever met who is in, you know, at that kind of stature in the, in the movie industry. What do you think? He's one of the biggest directors in the world, a very sweet man and a very passionate man. When, you know, when you could hear in that interview how just the, how much just putting that tequila together and, and putting that package together he was it's the attention to detail and how much of himself that he put into it and again he's a he's an amazing guy uh we're we're lucky to have him on the show and uh, i guess good luck i Guillermo, think it was right? an accident i don't think he was meant to come on the show but we just got him no i'm kidding he knew he was coming on the show but that's how grateful we are Guillermo. thank you we so are. much and we're gonna leave you guys but we just want to say on behalf of drinky fun time good luck at the Academy Awards this year from everyone at, uh, on The Shape of Water and obviously Guillermo del Toro. Go Guillermo! <laughs> oh, and by the way, we recorded this down in Mexico. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Hello, 
I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Yunt. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich... I don't know what you want from me. And my, uh, and my a, girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I, I'm a I bat. People. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My, uh, my. <laughs> <laughs>